Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. Yeah, it's a lot of cool. He was very cool. He's in there too quick. Too, too cool for school. Uh, it's, uh, this is number uh, uh, eight or nine, anyone know? Uh, but I what, Sorry? Eight, okay, thank you. Uh, man keeping count. He just sits in the corner of the room, just count. It's a very boring job. He counts how many podcasts I've done. He's there all day. Two, then 24 hours later, three. Um, so um, that's not true. That isn't true. You're all looking at me blankly as if what I'm saying... Some of the things I'm going to say will be jokes. It will be helpful if you could delineate those for the people at home by laughing at them. Um, I, uh, very exciting news today for me is uh, that uh, my new DVD, Richard Herring, What is Love Anyway? Last year's Edinburgh show has just come out, so that will be available from our sponsors, GoFasterStripe.com. Uh, it's exclusively from them. Uh, it's a double-disc thing. With, there's a Me 1 versus Me 2 snooker tournament filmed on here for... I mean, some the Die Hard fans, I don't know why they're listening to my stuff, will be um, go and watch Die Hard, that's what I say, but they will be annoyed. They will get annoyed if I go, you'll be able to see me playing snooker rather than just listen, listening in audio. I was talking to Mick Foley yesterday, I don't know if you've listened to it here in the room, but uh, I was trying to describe to him what the Me 1 versus Me 2 snooker tournament was. I think some, I'm sensing some of you in here don't know. Uh, but so we might, I might talk about Nina because it's not dissimilar to the, some of the things Nina does. Uh, but I basically play myself at snooker in my basement, then record it as a podcast, and I commentate it on it as myself, uh, and I referee it myself. I make no attempt to delineate between any of the voices. <laughs> I don't really, I'm not good at snooker, and I don't really understand the rules of snooker or how to commentate on it. It takes about 40 minutes. Uh, okay, there's 14 of them up so far. Do go and listen. But I thought I could try and break America with that because actually. Uh, what's brilliant about it, Americans don't really play snooker either. So imagine how brilliant that would be if you didn't even know the rules of snooker. Imagine how surreal and amazing it would be. So I think like with the wrestling has come over. That's my theory. Now, again, people not here going with that. <laughs> but anyway, if you're at home, uh, I'm going to be giving away one of these today. It's one of the prizes in the competition. What is love anyway? Uh, along with lots of tickets and loads of prizes today. The usual books. Uh, Kevin Eldon is titting about. Uh, John Shuttleworth, uh, The Minor Tour. Uh, why am I giving away so much stuff? Collins and Herring, War and Peace, Crime and Punishment. If you remember, do you remember Collins and Herring, the uh, popular double act? No. I think a lot of Nina Conti fans are in today, which is great. Welcome. Uh, you can also win a, uh, a 15% VIP discount at the Turquoise Thistle. <laughs> it's, a, a gay, it's a gay strip club. In, uh, the, no, no, it's some kind of restaurant or something, I guess. Yes, it's restaurant, bar and lounge. There, they'll be glad they sponsored. They gave us that for free. And uh, Ian Shaw's a ghost in uh, every bar. Is there one in the turquoise? This or Ian Shaw? He's a, he's a jazz singer turned comic. He's at the stand three at 10.30. You can win his CD and a couple of books and some tickets to other stuff. So you can win that and a, and a DVD, uh, uh, you know, one of those things. What are they called? Zip, zip drives. Or USB thing. That's what they're called, isn't they? Yeah, they, uh, that's what they, they market them as. If you need a USB thing... Yeah, it's a USB thing. You can stick uh, files on it and stuff. They should really think of a name for that. Uh, but uh, uh, my, my favourite thing, I haven't seen any shows yet. I'm, I'm usually really using uh, this as an opportunity to see other acts. Uh, and, uh, but my favourite thing I saw today was I was on my way back from the gym and uh, just up the road. And as I came down, there was a man who was literally, I think, 86 years old, running for the bus. And, uh, this, and he's, he's one of those guys where his jowls are... You know, his jowls were slightly kind of swaying as he ran, but he was properly running. He was giving it a go as best as he could. Uh, and he was only about 10 metres away from the bus, and the bus just drove away. 
and the bus driver passed him and just looked at him as he was passing. I didn't sort of go, sorry. He just drove past looking. And on the back of the bus, it has like a, it's showing off about its disabled access and its access for old people. <laughs> Every single bus in the Lothian buses has that, but not only if you can get on them. Uh, that's, so, it was a wonderful thing to see an old man being disrespected. I've seen an old man run. It's an amazing... Have you seen an 85-year-old man? I mean, he might have been, you know, it is Scotland. He could have been 35. But, uh, <laughs> but it's not Glasgow, so uh, it probably wasn't. Um, <sighs> very, very different atmosphere to yesterday's audience. They loved it yesterday when I was having a go. I was really trying to, you know, whip up the partisan Celtic versus Rangers or Celtic versus Rangers, as I think Mick, <laughs> Mick Foley called them. Uh, no, sorry? Yeah, come on the hoops. Well, I think they might... You know what? I think they might win this, this, uh, this year. I think they've got a good chance this year. If you don't win this year, I call you the Pacers still, hey? Yeah? You with me? Uh, yeah, old school. So uh, somebody emailed me about Pacers. Do you remember Pacers? No, you're too young. Do you remember when Celtic were called the Pacers? No, you're too young. It was the same time. Uh, this is why I'm not Peter Kay. That's uh, how it... I went on live at the Apollo and, hey, who remembers the Celtic being called the Pacers? Let me take you through that bit by bit. Uh, in, the, in the 70s, there was uh, opal fruits. You remember those? And um, changed to Starburst. I still call them opal fruits. But they, they kind of experimented a bit. They thought, let's bring out a mint version of Pacers. An all white, it was. And then um, people didn't like it so much. And then they had the idea of changing it. They were called them opal mints, but then they changed them to Pacers. And they put three uh, green stripes on them. Became the most popular sweet for about three months, and then it was discontinued. <laughs> Didn't say it was all going to be funny today, did I? Did I promise you that? It's informative, and thank you to the, someone, I can't remember who it might have been, William Tennant, that's a guess off the top of my head, uh, tweeted me about, he said, do you remember Pacers to me? On a tweet today, that's why I know, that's why I know so much information about Pacers, and I planted a man to shout out a uh, Celtic-based heckle, so I could... You remember that. See, other comedians do, do you remember sweets, and somehow people love it, but look here today, people just... <laughs> What's wrong with me? I can't, what's wrong? Is it just too, did I go on too long? You're just meant to say, do you remember the thing? And then leave it at that, aren't you? Not then meant to give the history of the sweets. It's like with the Adidas thing. I know the way that I call it. You remember at school when you had Adidas bags? You don't, don't you? When you had Adidas sports bags. That was, when you, that was what was cool if you went to school in 1976, like I did. Uh, and we came up with acronyms. We thought it stood for all day I dream about sex. Someone suggested it stood for that. Uh, someone thought it stood for after dinner I did a shit. That was Dave. <laughs> Dave Tozer came up with that. Uh, then I pointed out that it was called Adidas because in the early 1920s, Rudolf and Adolf Dassler had created a sports bag comp- <laughs> sports shoe company. They called it Gebruder Dassler Shoe Fabrica. Uh, but they split up, they went their separate ways. Uh, Rudolf went on to form uh, Puma Shoes, probably aware of those. Uh, Adolf. He decided to name his company slightly arrogantly after a shortening of his own name, Adolf Dassler, Addy Das. And that is why Adidas bags <laughs> didn't go down so well uh, with uh, the other kids. They didn't enjoy it. They punched me in the face for some reason. Anyway, good that I remember that. Fucking hell, what an amazing memory I have. So um, uh, we, I think I've whipped you up into... Uh, I have a feeling you don't want to see me today. Uh, so uh, Mick Foley's fans were much nicer than you cunts. So... Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought a wrestler's fans would be nice? And Nina Conti, the most charming, beautiful young woman in the world. And all your fans would say, shut up and get Nina on. 
She's going to be great. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking to her. Uh, she did a brilliant, fantastic documentary, um, uh, His Master's Voice, Her Master's Voice, one of those. Uh, and uh, really brilliant. If you haven't seen it at home, we will talk about it, but do uh, track it down and buy it on DVD if it's possible to do that. Will you please welcome the incredible Nina Conti, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nina Conti. Here she is. With a nice pack. Hello. You can either take the mic out or leave it in, whatever's, whatever's good for you. Put it, put it close to your yeah. face. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're very quiet because otherwise the recording distorts. There's people at home as well listening uh. to this and they fucking love me at home. I tell you, don't worry about what's happening in the room. <laughs> the people at home are fucking killing themselves at the stuff. I'm, and that's all. You fuckers don't matter. You don't, you don't matter to me at all. You're nothing. Thanks for the money, though. Um, <laughs> it's the thousands of people at home who haven't paid a thing that I love. Uh, sorry, Nina. And... Uh, how are you doing? How's Edinburgh going so far? Uh, it's going well. What? I haven't stopped writing the show. I'm changing uh, right. it every night, but it's going. Uh, yes, yeah, going okay. Good. Yeah. Where, where are you on? Let's get that out the I'm way. I'm on at the King Dome in the Pleasance. At what time? At, at eight. Oh, I can't see it. I'm on at the same time. I'm on 8.15. Oh, I com- thought you said you weren't doing a show. No, I am doing a show. I never said that. Who, you said who you told you that? You said you were doing this to see other people's shows. No, no. I'm doing this and I'm, I'm not seeing oh, other shows. Because oh, right. I'm doing too many shows, I can't do oh, stuff. I'm doing a show called Talking Cock. It's not a ventriloquist act. Um. <laughs> Maybe I should have thought of that. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, I did that in 2007. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a talking penis. Did you? <laughs> it didn't go down well. Did it not? <laughs> no, there were lots of walkouts. Were there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Including my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was, was it modelled on his own penis? That's <laughs> how dare she? That, exact, that is sick. That would be a sick thing. But, you know, without our father's cocks, where would we be? No, that, is the, <laughs> that is the question I asked you. So um, I'm a massive fan of your stuff, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm slightly in awe of you. I was with Mick Foley yesterday. I didn't know who, the, who he was. Oh. So I was just sitting here quite blithely, and everyone was kind of tweeting me. I was going, I can't believe you met the hardcore legend Mick Foley. I was just sitting here going, it's just some hairy bloke who looks a bit like giant haystacks. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about meeting you. I, you're, I mean, I've seen your, your stuff right from, I guess, from when you started doing ventriloquism anyway. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, you've do, you recently did this documentary, Her Master's Voice. It is. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh, about you going to America to the ventriloquist kind of, there's a big, meeting of all the ventriloquists in the world who are all insane? Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, no, they are. Happily so. <laughs> yeah, it's the one place in the world where we all feel not sane. But we, uh, well, we all felt sane, sorry. So but yeah, everybody others. is a bit, um, well, unhinged in a, in a good way, in a whimsical way. Yes. Yeah. And because and, uh, you, your, your mentor was Ken Campbell, who I was also a, a just so, um, such a massive fan of <laughs> that you? I'm kind of slightly terrified to know. Did you meet him? Um, I, I went to see his shows and, you know, I didn't meet him and I wrote a thing just, just before he died. I wrote a sitcom about Scrabble players and I didn't think the main character should have been played by Ken Campbell and we did a read-through of it. Uh. Henry Goodman played it in the read-through and then afterwards I went, why didn't I get Ken Campbell to do that? And then he died. Uh, it, was, a shame. it was terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, it's more worse did, for him than it was for me. I <laughs> 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 he used to um, say that, well, but everyone called him a genius and he thought that was an excuse not to actually give him work (laughs) we can't get him involved he's a genius (laughs) but he was this guy if you don't know I mean he was in like some TV things like uh, the Till Deaths Do Part and was that where he was in with Alf Garnett yeah yeah and uh, but and he should have been Doctor Who in Sickness and Health I think it was called yeah he should have been Doctor Who when Sylvester McCoy became Doctor Who yes Uh, and that would have could have changed the whole of Doctor Who and it could have been really successful now if they'd done that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, uh, but he did these amazing one man 
shows. And then and then these twenty six hour shows. I think I came to see you in the warp. Oh yeah. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't hack it. Oh, I, I came really? to review it for the uh, for the Sunday Times because I was such a big fan of the uh, uh, of Ken of that they Ken. sent they sent me along. But I actually couldn't follow it. Really? And I, I'd like sleeping. Yeah. It went on literally. But you were allowed all night. to sleep though. The audience <laughs> did sleep around us. Right. Sometimes we were the only ones awake. It was grossly um, self indulgent, but it was good fun. It was really doing that that made me decide to do whatever Ken told me for the next <laughs> ten years. Because it was the most fun I'd ever had on Good. stage. Yeah. Can I set up a 26-hour play that you're in and then you have to do whatever I tell you for the next <laughs> 10 years? <laughs> Probably best not to, Nina. Uh, but uh, I, I'm married now, I'm married. Right, okay. Uh, but So he told he, t- he kind of told you to become a ventriloquist? or is that? He did, he did. After um, being around him for a while and being in his place, I was always pretending to be a character, but no, I wasn't ever any good as me. And then he said I was a clown that didn't want to wear the nose and that ventriloquism would be the answer to that issue. Right. Yeah, and that was it was very, well, he's, well, very thawed thinking. He's, he was a genius. He saw that, and that was correct. Yeah. Um, have you ever, um, Stuart Lee, ever kind of got in touch with you about uh, <laughs> any of your ventriloquist stomachs? Has he, you ever, do you know Stuart Lee? Yeah, I know. Has he ever taken on a kind of unnatural interest in, <laughs> in, uh, in your work? Because no. when I first came to Edinburgh, as I explained backstage, I've got two ventriloquist dummies called Ali and Sally. Uh, who were made by my great granddad? They're great. They're a you know, personal, rel- a family heirloom, uh, and I used them in the first show we ever did in Edinburgh. Uh, and one night, I did a sort of stupid sketch where I couldn't do the ventriloquism and ca- cover my mouth up. One night, I was crying in on the. F- we, we we shared that we all slept on this floor in this in this uh, Masonic temple. Sounds like a made up thing, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, but it's not. <laughs> if you try and tell this to anyone, they go, "No, this can't be true." And we sleep on a floor of a Masonic temple, like fifty students, and I was crying because I was upset about something. And right. to try and cheer me up. Stu uh, used the hand of my 100-year-old ventriloquist dummy, Ali, the, ma- the male one as well, he didn't even use the female one, to try attempt to masturbate me. <laughs> and, I, um, to try, and it didn't cheer me up. He didn't do it for very long. It kind of traumatised me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't do it for... I don't know if he'd have much practice, but I just want... I don't know if that's... Has he ever... I'm just, if he ever says to you, can I borrow any of your, your puppets for a little while... I just want to take them and do a sort of artistic thing with them. Okay. Don't don't let him borrow them, <laughs> and certainly don't fall asleep anywhere near him when he's he's never t- shown any interest. No, it's no, it's just me. No, no. <laughs> just me and Keith Harris. He's done it too as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is kind of weird because you've turned ventriloquism into. Um, like more of an art form than I think it's yes. generally seen because we do sort of generally think of maybe Keith Harris. Yes, uh, now it's sort of confessional art house documentary. Yeah, that's what I've done with it. But because it, it is well, I'm fascinated by it because of the thing, the other things I do. I am sort of fascinated with comedy, the way you know you skirt around mental illness, but also the different personas you take on as a comedian. And like in my set, I will often have conversations with myself mm. between that's either two characters or you know putting two points of view. Whereas you've kind of got this other thing to. Thing seems like a uh, rude. No, Thank okay. goodness he's Thank not here. He said, Let's call him a thing or her a thing. There's a few of them. Uh, you've got the, you've got a character kind of to, to do that through. Yes, and that's really useful for me. Cause yeah, it's impossible without. I just have no interest in doing stand-up without him. Yeah, it would be such a subtraction. And it's weird that I really need it. I mean, almost even doing this with my hand <laughs> doesn't—it uh, doesn't unleash anything. No. But once I got that little face on there, it can go. But it's all—you know—I've seen a few things you've done. Someone told me that they were filming you in a, a sketch or a sitcom or something with with the monk, and that you forgot your lines, and that monk told you the lines that you'd forgotten. Oh, really? Yeah. I was probably just. 
joking. I don't well, remember. I don't know, but that's... <laughs> sometimes I, I do, I mean, occasionally look at them, at the puppets and think, you know, say something. And that's only when I'm tired. But yeah. occasionally I look and think, well, nothing's happening. <laughs> I think you might be genuinely mad, though. If, that, if that's... I was, saw, I was just watching an interview with you from like 2008 and they're, they're, you're, they're talk, you're talking about your dad, being, your dad being in the show and you say, but it's about my dad, it's not about him being famous or him being an actor and then Monk go, that's a lie. <laughs> just like, just comes in and let your carry on talking, it comes in just, but it's sort of so amazing to be undermined by your own, yeah. by, that you yourself are undermining you. It's exhausting. I mean, it's fantastic. I just love that. I think it's just mm. such, a, such an amazing thing. Mm. And as I say, I do these snooker podcasts where I play myself at snooker so it's a similarly in a basement on my own there's no audience yeah. uh, the only audience is the people it's th- it started off 30,000 people listened to the first one I did wow. 6,000 people listened to the four- <laughs> 14th one I did it goes down you watch the thing it goes down incrementally because it is completely improvised it's just nuts I love it but That's it is that kind of uh, stuff I love yeah and did, um, d- are they both you? Yeah, they're both me, but they're kind of different aspects of me. So one is, he's a sort of slightly more smart. He's, uh, the way I look at it now, and I didn't really sit down and try and work it out. I just kind of improvised it from the start. <laughs> I just thought I'll play myself as a snooker and see what happens. And these characters sort of developed as I was right. doing it. That one is the kind of more, the kind of face you would like to project. So he's a bit smarmy and he's trying, you know, he, he, I, I always call myself Richard when I'm being interviewed by myself. When me one is being interviewed by me, he calls yeah. me Richard in a polite way in that kind of slightly smarmy way that people think when they, when the, that, that makes them look nicer rather than creepy. Uh, and, you know, he's married and, as I am and, uh, and uh, <laughs> his wife doesn't approve of him playing snook against himself in the basement. And me too is a kind of more maverick faster player right. uh, who doesn't really like, care about the rules of snooker so much and uh, who is angry with me one for having settled down I see <laughs> and you're both or you're neither the, are you in the, between well I guess I'm sort of it's a, it's a mixture of the two yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm more me one and me too is, is my monk you're more me one I, I think, think I'm, I'm, I think more I'm, monkey than Luna I think so just a little bit well I think in life I'm more but me one is kind of what you want to project so me one's a kind of extension of that pushing it further God but your fans are so bored now but <laughs> they're, they're, they're so regretting they didn't think they were going to come and hear me to really analyse my own snooker <laughs> podcast <laughs> but, but I, you know, I do find that I do find it uh, fascinating the way that you can that it takes over you know and I think when I do mm. s- I don't know if you've ever done set list which would be quite an interesting for you to do with Monk oh I, I want to do set yeah, list yeah which is this this show this uh, stand up show where you get given a set list and you just have to improvise whatever you think the topics are from the two words that are there it's as if it's your set list but it isn't but you have to improvise a routine but with that you yeah. kind of go into a dream like state where almost that dream side of you takes over and you just start babbling and the stuff that comes out sort of surprises you or it does for me anyway I start talking about stuff that I would never actually say out loud which I think yes. Monk allows you to do well I start my show by improvising with the monkey and talking to people and about who they are and what they do and he's foul and it's so frightening I can't keep up because there's no time to keep your face still and then do the ventriloquist and also think of the politically correct thing to say yeah. so he's often out there saying something that I'm Chris apologising for <laughs> and then I'm left out everyone knowing that I said this terrible thing yeah. especially to women aren't safe <laughs> oh my god I'm disgusting with them but I also know that that's alright because I'd be alright and we'd both be alright yeah. with it but, um, I think it's alright if a little monkey says it to you isn't it it's why, that's, the, that's the brilliant thing that's what most perverts don't understand out in the street <laughs> yeah yeah if they kind of opened their max and there was a little monkey on the end of their cock <laughs> going, whoa, I'd like to have sex with you, most women would kind of be flattered by that, I think, and at least amused. But if it's a, just a penis, and he's not even bothering to put a ventriloquist voice on, to, I think even... I think, 
I'm not trying to, you know, a lot of my audience are, are sex pests and paedophiles. <laughs> and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to move them towards the correct way of behaving. <laughs> Gradually. If you are a flash of sex pest, why not try either putting an animal on the end of your penis or if you, that's too much for you, just make it talk to people a little bit. And then that's at least one step closer to normality. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm just trying to do my bit to help. Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. I am, I'm, I'm, people go, oh, Rich, you know what? You shouldn't encourage flashes. I'm not. I'm discouraging them. And what are you doing? You're doing nothing. I'm telling them put a monkey on the end of their cock. And if they all did that, the world would be a much better place. And you've done nothing, so you can't criticise me and my bold initiative. Um, <laughs> See, I don't need a monkey. I've got myself. I've got my own. I've got my own stupid brain that yeah. d- that does this on its own. Um, let me just uh, check. There was something else. Him? There was something. Just check who you are. And I, did you, are you worried about? Are you worried about <laughs> genuinely going going mad though? Because when you when you when I was watching your documentary, yeah, it's 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 you're playing a very fine line between. I actually being saying, you know, and I know that there's a there's an element where you're in control of it, but there seems to be an element where you're not in control of it. Well, I wasn't really in control because also I made this film on my own. It was self-funded. So I had the camera on uh, and I was talking about anything. I didn't have to hand those tapes in to anyone at the end of the day and worry about what they thought of me because no. I was in control and I didn't have to use anything. And it turned out I used some of the worst stuff. <laughs> but that was, seemed to be what the film demanded. But I wanted to see what happened if you really talked to these characters day after day and through the night as if they were real. Would I start to believe it? And I yeah. sort of did. I but think. I think it is very, you know, there's, it's, you're very affected by, I don't want to give away the stuff that happens in it, but some bad stuff happens to, yeah. to a couple of the, the, the puppets and you genuinely are moved. Oh, as a, it's just deeply worrying. It, but that is incredible. So that's incredible that you have that ability to, to, to turn a piece of cloth or a piece of yeah. latex into a, a believable... And, and a lot of them you've just discovered they're, 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 they're dummies that um, Ken's bequeathed to you so they're not th- you're kind of trying to discover the voice in them yes I should probably explain in case yeah. people don't know what it was Dale. is that Ken Campbell who was my mentor and taught me ventriloquism um, died and left me all his puppets in his will and they all arrived in my house with their faces sort of expecting an adventure and then I heard, <laughs> I heard that um, there's a uh, ventriloquist graveyard, a ventriloquist dummy graveyard in Kentucky, in America, <laughs> and uh, only in America. And I took all these puppets on a pilgrimage there. Yeah. So that was the story of it. And along the way, I just talked to them, and uh, I, they talked to me. And one of them, you were having trouble finding his voice, and he was kind of... It was the Ken puppet, yeah. There was, was a yeah. puppet of Ken himself, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't do Ken's voice, because <laughs> you probably can <laughs> do it. No, I can't. I can't. I'm not very good at that kind of thing. No. Well, I, uh, yeah, so that was hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd love to, but no, he's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it would feel wrong. Well, it, it would felt feel wrong. wrong because he died, and I don't want to be using a puppet of a dead man and putting words into its mouth. It's a very dangerous yeah. thing to do. But then it did start to say things. I started to imagine exactly what he'd be saying yeah. to me. And they weren't nice things. And, but, then, and you also, <laughs> but you re- revealed like incredibly personal things about yourself that seem to be yeah. coming out of nowhere. The first. I know. Well, but see, that's why it's similar to being in a basement on my own and playing snooker against myself. It feels like no one's watching. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The world. It's absurd. It's no better than flashing with a monkey on your dick. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I did one of my podcasts, the snooker podcast. I got. I decided that the Me Too was angry and he would drink brandy throughout this frame <laughs> like every you know just and the and me one disapproved that was drinking ribena and, and lemonade oh, mixed yeah. together 
uh, and the me, me Too was getting drunker and all the others were kind of disapproving of him, but sort of slightly somehow, but through osmosis, also becoming quite drunk. As he, as he became quite, and it's quite a good way, it's quite an interesting thing where you tried to, do, where you tried to divide yourself yeah. into two in that situation where you actually are obviously getting drunk. Yeah. But you're trying to you're trying to pretend that five sixths of you isn't drunk. <laughs> well, so no matter how drunk I get, the monkey looks at me terribly, so <laughs> very judgmentally. Well, I, I'm obsessed with Colditz at the moment, the uh, 1970s uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> drama, and there's an episode of this, and I have someone got annoyed with me. I don't think genuinely that I gave the ending of this episode away. <laughs> it's made in 1972. I think it's. I don't think we need spoiler alerts yet. But there's an episode in which a man pretends to be mentally ill in order to get sent home uh, you know so he, but he has to pretend to be mentally ill for months and months and months so he's, he's faking the schizophrenia and in the end they get sent home and then they're all very happy and then it gets spoiler alert it gets revealed that he has actually gone mad yeah. because he's pretended to be mad for so long does that not because that scares me I really yeah, find it when I'm playing through against yeah. myself in the basement I kind of think is, that, is yeah. it just going to get to the point where I never do anything else but play myself and are you just going to be sitting somewhere talking to a, a well yeah a sock when on senility arrives it's all going to get yeah. very strange <laughs> I just can't imagine what I'll be like if I start to lose my mind all the voices and yeah. I've s- occasionally uh, spoken in my sleep without moving oh, my lips apparently <laughs> Which is freaky. That but is the commitment uh, yeah. to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we? Can we meet? Uh, you've, yes. you've brought Monk along because I do. I do. Uh, I do love this. I'm a, I, I met Naughty Keith, who is my uh, favourite. I'm afraid to say my favourite ventriloquist puppet. <laughs> Uh, for, who's Peacock and Gamble's uh, ventriloquist puppet? He's not as good as Monk, but he's, uh, I like him more. Um, oh, hello! That's a shit introduction. It is. Heading. It is. Hello. But I'm very. This is incredible. He can't be seen. You're going to have to stand up. No, I won't. You just rise above me. There you go. Hello. I like the way you were moving him towards the mic there, and then. But I know I'll move him up. <laughs> it's polite. It's not. I think it's testing. It's testing. Testing. Yeah. Testing. It's not bloody difference. <laughs> Luckily, we're in mono, so I think we'll get away with that. But. Um, <laughs> How are you, Monk? I'm doing all right. How's I was listening in the gag, listening to Nino Ritter on, off yeah. mic. I know, I've just realised now I'm on mic now that he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> She's very unprofessional. I saw that I got a monkey on some fascist dick. <laughs> Is that a suggestion? Yes. Should we try it? I think you give it away. <laughs> we could give it a go. <laughs> Maybe backstage. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get pregnant. No. I, don't, I think I think I'm shooting blanks, to be honest. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't, and also I don't, I'm not that turned on by you. I don't think I'll actually ejaculate if you're on my pitch. You don't know that. How tight is it in we'll there? Well, keep Nina's hand in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's not sorry. See, this is what happens. She gets crude. She is crude. Flirtatious. We, we, all, we all get crude. It, it, that's nice. It's nice to be flirtatious. Mm. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you said he didn't fancy me. <laughs> no, yeah. he doesn't. Enough. What? I quite fancy you. Don't I ever had to have. Well, I was going to ask Nina. This is the question I'm asking, asking everyone, Nina. This is for you. I might ask you as well, Monk, but it's yeah. a kind of odd question. If you had to have sex with any animal, mm. if you had to do it, you had to have sex with an animal, which yeah. animal Horse. would you choose? Monkey. I haven't even finished the question. <laughs> She'd like a horse. she? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have to admit you'd prefer that to a meerkat or something. Yeah, but I didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. Monk, if you had to have sex with an animal, yeah. any animal, if you had to, That's I mean, the thing is you are an animal, so <laughs> you, there's an easy way out of this for you. Uh, but maybe an animal of a different species to you. 
Oh. What animal would you have? Do you have sex? No. Armadillo <laughs> sex. Armadillo? I don't know. It's a hard shell to break through. <laughs> it is. That no, that's a horrible one, monkey. No, I don't know. A you little need a rabbit. Kind of drill or, or something. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm crude. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that. You're not as crude as I am. You've met your match. Have you met? Have you're you a ha- prude, he said. Not oh, he's crude. a prude. Yeah, Sorry. she's just a shit ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on audio. You can open your mouth if you like. Yeah. That's uh, so, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what uh, Ray Peacock does. He really? just that's how he ventriloquizes. He just goes piss. <laughs> oh, I hate disabled people. Oh, don't naughty Keith. You can't say that. That's how it, that's how he does it. Yeah. So that's maybe you could take a tip I from. Could him. Do you should that. go and see the show. I think you and Naughty Keith might get on, Monk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he's like the competition. Is he a freaky one like the uh, ventriloquist dungeons in horror films? Yeah, well, more freaky. Really. My, my, my Ali, who I'd love you to meet at some point, my, is, is like a kind of horror film. because He's, he's papier-mâché and mm. he's uh, like uh, now over 100 years old. And he has kind of this strange wiry hair that you pull a cord and it shoots up in the air. It's kind of funny, but also... So my what? my mum and dad last time I came to the house left them left both Ali and Sally sort of sitting under a dressing table without telling me so I kind of got into bed and got ready for bed and then saw them sitting there <laughs> just before I went to bed and it gives you a little and then you're worried you turn the light out and then when you turn it on again you kind of think they might be sort of just crawling yeah, moved. they are f- so freaky the ones in America yeah. are, are were that, that that room full of the dead, graveyard, sort of dead I know. puppets people have to have therapy for puppet um, aversion like that yeah yeah but these ones are, they're fantastic though. Some of them are cast from, from I'm going to finish that sentence. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with it? <laughs> it's a bit long. There are lots of bees in it. I'll take over. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, one was carved in a concentration camp actually. Oh my God. Um, and, and the ventriloquist kept his life. You know, from this, yeah. keeping people happy with this puppet. And there were some also that um, sunk... Well, the ventriloquist sunk in a shipwreck, uh, but they were floating. <laughs> they, they flew up, you yeah. know, and they washed ashore in their case. They could have so, helped him, couldn't they? That's the thing. Yeah. If get, it get, comes down to it, they'll just, it's every puppet for itself. It'll leave you. If you sink okay. in a boat, Monk will leave you behind. Yeah. And he could float. You could use them as a float. Yeah, no, I... I'm, I'm off. I'm not hanging around for her. <laughs> but that's, um, yeah, he's going to outlive me anyway. I'm yeah. going to end up in that freaky place. Yeah. Silent. Do you, do you want to go there? I'd rather be on your cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it only it hadn't been you saying that, Mark, that was so close. That was so close to what I wanted to hear. Within the, I have a rule with my wife that within the arena of the podcast... I'm allowed to have sex with whoever I want. Oh, really? It's not a rule she's agreed to. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, it has been put to the test. But this could be, this could be the first time, <laughs> one way or the other. I think, I think she might. I think, I think she's quite broad-minded. She probably wouldn't mind if I had sex with a, with a puppet. With a puppet. <laughs> oh, I think she'd want to be involved. Well, the other day I was at the Doctor Who exhibition and I and I was sniffing uh, Amy Pond's costume. <laughs> And I think a lot of wives would have been upset about that. Mm. My wife took a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've, I've got the right one. I've been married. Yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> She's <laughs> very unnerving. So um, what's the show? What, what happens in the show? Because we haven't talked about your show. Oh, the show is uh, lots of other puppets that are all sort of people that were significant in right. my life. And uh, or they're not. I mean, they're not really. A sh- that's a lie. It's it's not a lie, but it's kind of people I might have met that 
would have been significant. Right. Don't use Angola. But <laughs> there's a um, there's like a builder that was kind of you know this attractive builder who did my loft or she made him out of foam and latex. And there was um, there's another an auntie Lena who I had in Dublin and she's there. So and they all reflect different um, impurities in me. I think. Right. Yeah. That sounds yes. amazing. Uh, that's, I mean, it's sort of, you know, this is quite, you're quite broad, Monkey, as a, you know, you're the broadest of all of these uh, puppets, I think. Yeah, no I offense. guess you'll, yeah, some of them are arty. Yeah. We don't end on a laugh. That's a real downer. Is it? That's I'm a shame. Desperate to come back. <laughs> uh, are you in the show? You in the, you must be. I've been relegated to Conquer. Oh. I hardly, yeah. Conquer? Oh, that's. That's that's how you're the best one. Thank you. Don't you worry. Thank I you. like the old lady, but you left the old lady one in. Oh the yeah, the old lady I donated to Venthaven, but she got a duplicate. Ah, know. that's yeah. cheating. I know it's kind of. Cheating. It was a shame because it's uh, oh that kind of ruins the film though, doesn't it? But never mind. Well, she is uh, there. The real one's there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that if there is a real one, that's uh, yeah, yeah, she's there. Oh. There's no real one. They're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you are there, Monk? Are you the only one, or are there more of you? I'm actually third in the line. Third? Yeah, we all go and ask you where the, <laughs> the mouth cracks open at the right. side, and then right. there's curtains. Yes, but um, so yeah, there are not that many more, though. It's a finite act. How come? you can. Because they're a discontinued toy, how dare you? That I found um, <laughs> they used to be in um, Woolworths and they oh, really? stopped making them. Well, yeah. then Woolworths stopped existing. Yeah, yeah I know. And then people buy them on eGate now to have one like me. Right. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm having to bid now against her own thing. <laughs> how long does each one last? Um, how long? I don't know. Uh, well, after the film, I mean, I pretty much ruined one with that yeah. film because I, <laughs> I worked the mechanism pretty hard. But uh, it just, it, I don't know, a year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, so there's a, that. Well, I suppose that's true of us all, though, isn't it? That we, we're all, yeah. all of us acts are finite. We can't go on forever. No. We can reproduce. That's what my idea is that I'll have a child and then teach him my act. Oh, really? And he can. <laughs> It's quite high, you know, it takes some time. It takes a long time to become this immature. Yeah. Uh, you'd think you'd be get there in four years, but actually it takes 45 to really get to properly immature. And then Stuart's got a son as well who looks exactly like Stuart. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, I mean, I'm a bit behind, but if I can have a son who looks exactly like me, we can just sort of can put that once we're hitting 80, <laughs> we can just give them the scripts and send them out. And they'll be going, why are there lots of references to crazy crocos in here? What is <laughs> an iced tea? Who is that? Don't worry, just stick with it. We, we're, quite keen, <laughs> we're quite keen to do, to do our double act when we're 60. Are you? Or 70, but not change anything in it and still <laughs> and keep all the rest. Like we've gone a bit batty and insane. But Nina's it, just smiling politely here because she never saw your act. No, that's, that's <laughs> fair enough. She doesn't know what the fuck you're on about. She, she smiles politely when you're talking as well, I've noticed quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very odd. No, she's she very polite. Her head. Well, uh, yeah, I rub my head in embarrassment when she talks. But the thing about doing that with your kids is that, I mean, that's a terrible onus to put on my son that I'm going to have to give him monkey one yeah. day. That's why they send them to the public graveyard because yes. they can't hand the emotion. Um. But then what, with uh, Sooty, that got handed down. That got generation. handed down, and Lamb Chop is now being performed to uh, by um, her daughter, Ish. by Cheryl Lewis's daughter. Wow. Yeah. I used to like Lamb Chop. Mm. Do you remember Lamb Chop? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't remember Lamb Chop? Don't remember Pacers? What's wrong with you? Lamb you got chop. something wrong with your brain? <laughs> Why can't you remember these things? What year were you born in? 81. 81, oh. Wow. Pacers were still around then. You could, they got discontinued about 83. You could have been 
<laughs> Could have been eating those. When did lamb chop stop? You can't uh, be, you can't oh, remember lamb chop. No, no I've got lamb chop's like a distant, video. distant memory for me. Like it was when I was three years old. But they stick yeah. with you these things, don't they? I mean, yeah. I think we used to we used to have quite a lot of puppets in our in our show that you don't know anything about. Yeah. This morning, Rich Not Judy, which was a lunchtime show, we had the Curious Orange, which was a human man inside an orange, but it was just his head. And we had uh, Histor and Pliny. I'm quite obsessed with puppets. I realise, yeah. but maybe it's Stuart that's managed to make me think I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> so have you ever tried ventriloquism, though? Uh, I, well, not really. I t- when I had my, I've got these puppets, but I. I could never. I've, my granddad gave me all these books, but I never. I you wish never I had. Did it. I never put, sort of persevered with it. Because you hate it, or well, I just think it's pointless. I, I couldn't have undignified. Thought, yeah, a little bit. Un- <laughs> well, I wish I had because the, the, you know, I just. I think, but this is what I thought with stand-up for a bit. To be honest, when, sta- when I started being a stand-up, I thought, well, stand-up's just telling jokes. I want to do something more interesting than that. So I was kind of quite dismissive of the whole medium of stand-up when I mm. started. And I think with ventriloquism, you think, oh, it's just a stupid thing where a man makes drinks some water while. Thing yeah, says that's something. what I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. until she became committed. <laughs> I mean, look at her, so committed to not moving her lips. <laughs> it's so pointless. It's utterly. I mean, it's almost fucking endearing. <laughs> it's, it is definitely endearing. Why it's kind of magical. It? It's magic to that know. I'm actually talking to with Naughty Keith. I didn't talk to Naughty Keith at all. I didn't even look at Naughty Keith. Didn't you? Well, he's a bit scary, but also. <laughs> Uh, Ray Peacock doesn't have that art. <laughs> well, he would touch. It's like a what it is is a like a football, I think, a small football cut in half with gaffer tape just wrapped round it oh, to make it, and then it's attached to a Debenhams bag that just sort of hangs loosely down. <laughs> this year he's oh, this year he's it. put a few kind of you know like Emu used to have um, those sort of he- the the feathers on his back were sort of strings, sort of colourful string sort of things on yeah. his back that made his sort of feathers of feathery plumage. He's got some of those stuck on as a as a kind of an attempt to make it look like something. But it's a terrifying just bl- it's just sort of some gaffer tape really that's going ah, piss, piss. That's all it does. Really? It's brilliant. It's that the best thing I've ever classy. seen. Sounds really cool. But classy. you know, in the in the whole world of um, I, I, a lot of ventriloquists are quite odd, and I've heard kind of very odd stories that I probably shouldn't repeat about various ventriloquists sort of yeah. chasing women around with their puppet trying oh, to really? or getting their penis out in a car and making it ventriloquise. You weren't the first to think of it. No. Keith Harris. Uh, but uh, that, I'm kind of thinking if I say it quietly into the mic that I won't get sued. But also I won't get sued because it's true. Uh, <laughs> but um, have you, do, do you use... And, and I Rod, never heard Rod that Hull, story. Rod Hull, you know, used to... This is what Ray Peacock said backstage, you know, he was sort of grabbing my wife with this, with his naughty Keith. And right. he's going, you're just using your hand to grab at people in a sort mm. of slightly dirty way. Well, Nina does that in the new show. Really? Well, it's kind of... Uh, well, yeah, this, this sort of builder puppet that I've had made. Yeah. She goes around on stage to wear him. <laughs> right. And then gets into simulate sex with her. <laughs> it's not really like that. It's politically very complicated. I don't know if it's sanganism or, or assault. <laughs> it's either sanganism or rape. But I think... Um, They're the same thing. It's sort of... It's a, very odd, uh, it's a very odd moment, and it really depends on who I get up, whether it goes. But it's good fun, because the puppet suddenly is alive, has a body. I mean, it's yeah. just all droopy in a head before, but then suddenly it can do everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, and this ba- this is based on a real builder you've had in your wow house, sort of no 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 yes. you've made it it's just like <laughs> 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 no uh, a little bit yeah. I suppose yeah but um yeah well, I don't know she's lost the plot what were we even saying was uh, it um yeah have I ever used it to try and bed to, someone to, you know to molest 
a child or <laughs> no. or a, a person, no. No, not so far, no. no. Although uh, that's how her and her husband met. Really? I mean, we were, yeah, he, he, he saw me on stage and yeah. we were... He was a comedian as well. But is he I still think a comedian? Stan, Stan Stanley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because he he's is. a fantastic comedian, won lots yeah. of awards. I haven't, because like, I'm not, I don't know the circuit, so he right. says he's still working on the circuit. He's very, yeah. Because is, is he not, is he up doing a show? Is he up here? He's not doing a show this no. year, no. No. Oh, well, give him my best. Will he's do. a very, very good comedian. Yeah, funnier than us. <laughs> <laughs> he's not cheap, though. He hasn't, you know, he doesn't use a little puppet to get the laughs. No. <laughs> he, he, he does the proper work. Yeah. Writing, writing material like I do playing snooker at myself <laughs> at yeah. myself in the basement um, cool well I think we might take a little break and uh, and have some stand up it's been, uh, it's been I, I knew it would be interesting yeah it's feels, it's it feels it feels a little odd it's funny sitting below everyone yeah we're a bit lonky under we the sidelines I, yeah. I think we need to work on that I keep meaning to say to Jerry I think last year we had stools a bit late now but because uh, <laughs> people are the people at the back can't see us but you know you wouldn't want to see me usually so it's not a problem but uh, there we go anyway uh, we'll take a little break if you if you both want to vacate the stage that will make it easier uh, and will you please welcome now fans of my podcast will be aware of this uh, gentleman uh, he uh, has provided the music for me uh, in uh, as it occurs to me or AR Artima yeah, some of the cool kids call it. That's, that, and that became really like being in church there. That wasn't he, like, it, no enthusiasm, just as an AI Ottoman. AI Ottoman. And I want to get to the point where I am seen as kind of God, a, a living God, where I just say things, people say them back seriously. But, you know, it takes a while to get to the level of Stuart Lee. So, um. But uh, he's going to sing us one of his <laughs> songs. I'll see you at the Les Square Theatre on Monday. Will you please welcome <laughs> Christian Riley? Yeah. What up? Wow! Yeah, wow! <coughs> yeah, from Nottingham. Uh, okay, uh, all right, so uh, here's the first song. Uh, I'm going to start you off with my uh, with my favourite chord. Uh, that's that's a good way to start. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> I think it, it leads to expectation. I go. Mm. That's so great. It's not used enough, you know, because uh, you know ringtones are rubbish. Right? <laughs> rubbish. It should end. <laughs> mm, who could that be? It's the great thing about music, isn't it? It's just, it's manipulative. That's what my show's about. It's about manipulating. You know, it doesn't matter what your first language is, you can feel music. You know, it's like happy, sad. One note difference there. Happy and sad. Friends. Relatives. Mm, I'd watch that. Okay. So, uh, and what I like to do... I like to sing in American as well, so you can just deal with that. Uh, singing in American, you make anything sexy if you sing in American. Bon Jovi. Tommy used to work on the docks. Union's been on strike. He's down on his luck. It's a right, raunchy song. That song just the American version of My old man's a dust man. He wears a dust hat. He wears cobblamy trousers. And he lives in a council flat. It's a same fucking song. <laughs> It's the same song. If you're, if, if anybody, any foreigners, right? That's a Cockney song, okay? That's uh, Cockneys are people with cocks for knees. <laughs> uh, fact. 
Uh, uh, now, the most archetypal American singer-songwriter is uh, Bruce Springsteen. Okay? Now, uh, it's very expensive to see Bruce Springsteen live, so I'm going to save you a bit of money. Yeah. Every single Bruce Springsteen song. Well, it was Saturday night, it was Saturday night. Got my arm around my girl and I'm driving my car on a Saturday night. With my girl and my car and my car and my girl and my girl and my car and my car. And my car, and my car, and my car and heterosexual car driving on a Saturday night. Uh, I prefer this earlier stuff. Well, it was Friday night. It was Friday night. I like his political stuff. Where the fuck is all this global warming coming from? Is it possibly connected to me advocating car driving for the last 40 fucking years? But, uh, the honourable exception is uh, to the sexy American accent rule is the Arctic Monkeys. Now, it's very expensive to see the Arctic Monkeys live, so I'm going to save you a bit of money. Um, this is a new one by the Arctic Monkeys. It's a dirty dance floor. Ooh, it's a dirty, filthy dance floor You've got the ump with me Cos I said I'd clean the dance floor <laughs> But I haven't cleaned the dance floor Cleaning your fucking cell Cos you got a dirty, filthy, dirty, filthy dance floor Why don't you get a cleaner? To women, that's all. <laughs> Thank you very much. Woo! When are you on, Christian? I am on at 5:15 at Whistle Binkies. That isn't uh, a real venue. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, when I'm Thank not you. on at Leicester Square, obviously. Yeah, I'm not going to come. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Blaise Christian Riley there. What's occurred to him this week? And please welcome back Nina Conti. It's Nina Conti. Welcome back. Um, we'll just have a quick little couple, couple bit more chat. Couple yes. bit more chat. That's that's English. Uh, and uh, I was we watching. Take questions or not? Yeah, well, we can take questions if you like. Do you want to have oh, questions? No, I don't mind. Does anyone have a question for Nina or Monk? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that went well. Anyone? Can't. Someone's got a question from Little Monkey. No. No one. No one. Let's just sit here in silence for the next ten minutes (laughs) until someone comes up with one. Um, I was watching Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. Your dad's in it. 
Yeah. It's exciting. I know. She, <laughs> hasn't, she hasn't even seen it. I, mean <laughs> no, I haven't been yet. I haven't had a chance. But that is exciting. Yeah. I was very excited when he told me he was in Batman. Yeah. He's the, he's, he, how has it been with having a sort of famous dad? Is that been um, a positive or a negative thing? I think it's a, a been very positive because, it. Well, I mean, there's the money. And <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I think it was fun growing up and I met lots of exciting people. And then, uh, and I spent time on film sets, and that was all fun. But it probably wasn't good in that it just made me want to get into this world, <laughs> when she clearly wasn't equipped. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I tried not, I uh, tried not to, but I just it looked more fun than anything yeah. else I could think of. It's been, it's, you know, so he's in uh, a thing with Sally Phillips, isn't he? As well, is that the, the yeah. parents thing? Yeah, as well? the parents. Yeah, yeah. It's, God, it's going all right, isn't it for him. He's doing right. It's going he was all in right. Shirley Valentine, wasn't he? Yeah. Shall I tell was. you some other things he was do you in? Think I, <laughs> <laughs> do you think I sound like him in Shirley Valentine? Some people have said that. I don't think you do. Really. You're not meant to, anyway. No. Yeah, you're I not don't Greek. Think so. No. Not Greek enough, I mm. would say. No. Oh, cool. Well, we're going to have a competition now uh, to see uh, who's going to win all this amazing stuff. And the first, no one has a copy of that What Is Love Anyway. You'll be the first person to own a copy of What Is Love Anyway on DVD. Now you're excited. So uh, what we do here, we need everyone to stand up uh, in the audience and we'll... Um, you can stand up as well if you like. It might be easier now. Now they really can't see you. Uh, so um, we'll make some statements that are either true or false and uh, you have to decide if they're true. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. It's self-policing. Look out for cheats. Uh, and um, I'll start you off. I've just been on the uh, BBC News site. Uh, during the interval when Christian was on and the um, the news has come away and the news has come through that Usain Bolt has injured his leg and is not going to be running in the 200 metres final today is that true or false? Hands on your head if you think it's true hands on your bottom if you think it's false nearly everyone's gone for false it's incredible it is false <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that would get some people Have you got so you can do a tr- statement about anything you like it can be about you you don't have to I can fill in and do some more I'll tell Phil in. I have had sex with Sally Phillips. True or false? Hands on your head if it's true. False if you think. <laughs> it is true. I've had sex with her loads of times. She was my girlfriend for two years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was sure I was going to do. I've had sex with one third of uh, Smack the Pony. But uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> have you got one now? It doesn't have to be that revealing. Come on, monkey, help me. No, monkey I can't one. help you. How can the fuck can I help you? Um, Richard Herring, wrongly on his dick. <laughs> That's the only joke I've made in this whole podcast, so I'm going to run it into the ground. Um, no, do another do one. Do another I'm one. Gonna, I can't do um, like that. I have had sex with Tom Conti. True or false? <laughs> that is false. All right, I'll think of another one. thought I might get some, but imagine if this was the way it was revealed to you. <laughs> and I, if you're a real mum... <laughs> um, I, I was at the gym today and I did uh, I was on uh, the shoulder press I've worked out what it's called I did 60 repetitions on the shoulder press is that true or false? Well, a lot of people gone for true some people gone for false it is true that is true so sit down if you said false thanks not bad eh? it was uh, on 20 kilograms don't know if that's good or bad it's alright so yeah what well, you I take a look in the mirror, mate. I'm not taking fucking tr- keep fit advice from you. Have you got? Well, there are any, eight people in here standing up. Have you got anything else? 
Anything else compared to just nothing? anything can give you okay. any. Uh, Sorry, I don't know how I can do it myself. They're just it's just a way of getting rid of people. Uh, uh, I I keep making monkey say it. Monk yeah, can reveal some got things about Very you. little in your grain. She's got no general knowledge. <laughs> she doesn't read the newspapers, and uh, it's all going to be about me and your cock. What about um, another comedian? Okay, Nina. No, I don't <laughs> want to do it. You don't have to do it. <laughs> you don't have to admit who you've snogged. You can snog. Um, I. I was on, uh, um, tomorrow's guest is Matthew Kelly. I was on Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes, uh, and uh, I won't reveal who I was, but I, I, was, I sang on Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes. It'll give it away if I reveal who it was. True or false? <laughs> false, you idiots. <laughs> Got rid of all you three together. <laughs> We're nearly there. Uh, I can keep pushing on. Nina was on Britain's Got Talent. Nina was on Britain's Got Talent. True or false? Don't join in after you can't start joining in now you're out. Sorry. You had your chance. <laughs> Don't you see so you whispering? No. You are you had, trying to help. That was very bad ventriloquism from a man in the audience. Is that is that true or false? No, it's false. It's false. So, we've got rid of one, so we're, we're nearly down. Let me have a th- so little's happened to me. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, uh, oh, the other day Lucy Porter said that one of the comedians in 1990. Uh, one or two when she was the Perrier judge had tried to get off with them she wouldn't reveal who it was but I am going to reveal it was Stuart Lee true or false <laughs> it is false it's false oh you are wrong so don't don't they, you're not any help so that's sit down well, I don't know who it was but it might have been Stuart Lee but I don't I, he wasn't nominated for the Perrier so I don't know who he was Sally Phillips stunt Richard Herring <laughs> true or false <laughs> It's false. I dumped her. <laughs> <laughs> she was very, very upset about it. Uh, and uh, did, a sh- did a show with Arthur Smith. Uh, okay, there's two people left in, so we're going to do uh, one. Uh, oh, no, there's three. Are you still in? Um, okay, it still doesn't matter. There's three of us. We can do this. I went on uh, uh, the other machine I went on today at the gym was the lap machine. How many repetitions did I do on that? Simon, so you have to give a number, and then the closest wins. 45. Good. 30. 30, good. 50. 30 is the closest. It was 36. I had to leave. I would have done more. But uh, I had to leave. So you have uh, one. There's a consolation prize for that gentleman there. Some tickets. And that gentleman there. Some tickets. Uh, can you pass those back? I so apologise if you are a lady, uh, but now, by even questioning it, if you're a gentleman, I apologise for implying you look quite feminine in the dark. Uh, so, um, uh, have you had a good time on the, on the you, podcast? Yes. Thank you for coming along. <laughs> Go and see the show. Nina is my absolute. When I'm asked who I want, to, who I recommend at the Edinburgh Fringe. It is you. You're top, the you. top one. So uh, do go I'll and see a show. Point. If you're looking, uh, there should be more monk in it though. I, I, I monk, do a show on your own. I think you and Naughty Keith should separate off from both of yeah. Ray Peacock and, and do a show together on they your own. You should get under the table together. <laughs> you definitely should. I would definitely go and pay to see that. I think you should do that and mm. see how many people pay to come see it and then just have two puppets sort of lying dead on the ground. <laughs> one of which is a bin bag. So um, we've got Matthew Kelly from Stars and Her Eyes on tomorrow and Matthew Osborne I think is doing the, the stand-up. I think that's right. So that will be fun. So do come along and watch that if you're at home. Do come and uh, see the show if you're in Edinburgh, Richard Tang's Edinburgh Fringe podcast at the stand at 2.15. I'm also doing a show called Talking Cock at 8.15 at the Udderbelly. There's not many people around so we need, we all are desperate for you to come and see our show. So thank you for everyone who's come here today uh, and go to 
www.gofasterstripe.com to buy What Is Love Anyway and lots of other DVDs. Thank you for coming, and we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Goodbye. Thank you for that.